1: Hello everybody, happy Friday. It's John Pollock and waiting here with you on December the 17th. Hello, Way. Hey John, how you doing? I am doing I am doing great. It is um I don't know if the, if uh, all of our surroundings are doing great, Way. It's uh, I'm having some bad flashbacks. Um it just seems like everything is uh hitting the fan today. Have you uh, been following uh what what is going on? It seems like uh not good news out there.
0: Numbers are are just you know increasing at a at a crazy rate here. Um, I don't think I believe like the we haven't had cases this high since May. So um, yeah, it's not great. We're having a bunch of new restrictions getting handed down. Uh, so I'm definitely getting flashbacks to you know like what feels like March of 2020. But hopefully this time around we're a bit more equipped to handle it.
1: Yeah, I'll say off the top because I know some people are um, have been re- reaching out. Of course, WWE does have two shows coming up here in Canada before the end of the month. Uh, I have inquired. I've not gotten any response yet about the, the status of those shows. But of course, Ontario is going into restrictions beginning Saturday when it comes to events over a thousand people. The Montreal Canadiens just had to do a, a, a... They were requested by Quebec officials to not have fans at Thursday's game, but... Um, And that was the case. They did not have fans on Thursday nights. We will keep people updated uh, as we are updated. Uh, But we have a full show packed, and that includes our very special guest from WrestleNomics Radio. Brandon Thurston is here with us. Brandon, how are things in Buffalo?
2: Uh, I was just looking as you guys were discussing. What what are the COVID rates here in Erie County, which is the county that Buffalo is in? And our our case rate is, I would say, on par with where it was in the peak in, in the spring of 2020. Uh, Our death rate, fortunately, but it's still it's it's up from where it's been the the several months before. But it is it is it is up, uh, but not as bad as it was in the spring of 2020. I guess people are vaccinated. So So less less people dying.
1: You're you're starting to see like the the speculation out there about sports leagues potentially uh, just having to confront the idea of another pause, which. I mean, just, just given I mean the NFL is about to go into their playoff season, obviously that is going to be such a last ditch uh, effort for any of these leagues, and not to say that's the most important thing, but I think it just kind of underscores how serious this is being taken that that's that that's going to be a subject that is up for debate
2: yeah you're just telling me before we went live that the the Canadians Montreal Canadians had a game with no fans, correct? yeah, last night, yeah. I mean, I, who knows what will happen here in the US, but I, I think our time, I don't know that we have the discipline here in the United States to go to do this again, to uh, pull people back from live events and things like that. I, I just think people think that, you know, we vaccinated a lot of the population and we're just going to keep doing what we're doing for better yes.
1: Anyway, that's that's going to be the, the major stories uh, to, to follow. Um, but we want to uh, bring you on uh, to chat all about the news, and we're going to start off with Winter is coming from this past Wednesday, and I think that you have uh, a great breakdown of how this show performed with the really unique experiment of putting a 60-minute time limit draw on the show. We have seen Dynamite matches go 30, but they have never done 60 before. Um, So uh, why don't you just take us through some of the numbers and what you thought were the most uh, relevant highlights?
2: So this show, which is the Winter is Coming special... Popped a good rating last year with the dynamite special of the same name. Uh, but this episode was watched by 948,000 viewers total among those 398,000 were age 18 to 49. That's a 0.31 demo rating. So how does that compare to what they've been doing lately? That is the lowest demo rating for, for dynamite, uh, in their normal time slot since May uh, of this year. So, people will point out that yes, there's, there's the NHL factor. Now, since the NHL is airing right after dynamite in the Pacific and mountain time zones, now dynamite is airing live before prime time at five or 6 PM in the evening in in the Pacific and mountain time zones. Um, That's been happening though, since October 27th. And this number is still down from, from those. We were some eight weeks into this, uh, this time where, the mountain and Pacific time zones are being affected like that. Uh, Total viewership was up, but as, as, as we've been reminded, and I think we've both said on on numerous occasions, the demo is more important than, than total viewership. Uh, So total viewership was, was pretty good uh, relative to what they've been doing in recent weeks. But again, the people age 18 to 49, the lowest of any dynamite episode in the normal Wednesday night time slot since May, 2021. I I think Um, that's a, that's a big or whatnot, but yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a major takeaway for me is that you can just compare it to this NHL season and compare it to those other numbers. Uh, this was a show that we also saw like their 50 plus number was way up. I believe their highest since, uh, the first week of October. And that seemed to swell the overall viewership number. Um, I'll, I'll say I was I was very surprised by the num- the the demo number being uh, that low. I didn't think it was going to threaten Raw this week, even though Raw was on the lower side. But three uh, one was, I, I, I think, certainly below people's expectations.
2: Yeah, so, and, and as you mentioned there, the the age of the audience, as we we talk about often on Wrestleomics, the age of AEW's TV audience is decisively younger than any WWE program. WWE programs are in the mid fifties. NXT is even hitting sixty lately. Uh, Dynamite and, and Rampage are usually in the late forties. Sometimes Dynamite is has a median age viewer of fifty. This episode, the median viewer was fifty three years old, which is the highest that I, I have data going back to May for median age viewer, and I've n- not seen an an age that is this high yet for, for Dynamite. So I don't know. Older people tuned in in larger numbers, and and the demo didn't didn't do that well. Um, and you know it was the most hyped episode that I can think of since probably with the Arthur Ash shows. Right. Um, so you would think it would be up, but it was not.
0: Do you chalk it up to any increase in competition from the challenge or, or anything else for a number like that,
2: Brandon? So I have this separate spreadsheet that I, that I, I take all the data from showbiz daily and I, and I paste it in there, broadcast and everything. There, there, there are, you know, dozens of robots crawling around here in Russell headquarters that put all this information together And, and I, so I look at, I'm able to look at from eight to 10 from this wrestling show's time slot. Was there abnormally large viewership or was there some sort of abnormal activity or just viewing down generally because maybe it's a holiday or something like that. And this, this seemed to be a totally middle of the road Wednesday from eight to eight to 10. Uh, this wasn't exceptionally high, wasn't exceptionally low. Um, sure. There was survivor on, there was a mass singer on, there was the challenge, there was real housewives, but those programs are on, have been on every week recently. So, I don't know. I know it was a challenge season finale and that uh, they, that, that program does especially well with women, but uh, I don't think you can put the blame on the competition here.
1: Uh, you were also going through the, the quarter hours, and I think the, the question most people were intrigued by was how this experiment worked of going 60 minutes, both within um, the body of that hour, uh, but also seeing a, a drop off in hour two after you put your, your most hyped uh, event in that that first hour and very
2: hard to follow that. Yeah, so we, what we can say internally about that hour long match which by every account that I've seen, people love the match, hour long fantastic performance for Adam Page and Brian Danielson. Uh it's not as if people weren't ready to watch a 60 minute match. This match grew with grew its viewership over time. Uh the last two so this, this is a match that spanned five quarters. Oh, good. We've got the, we got the graph up here. Perfect. Uh, so it, it finished in quarter four and quarter five. Uh, over one million viewers, each of those quarters averaged. Uh, that's by far, in total viewership, by far the biggest audience of the whole show. right? Uh, in the demo, it, it's close to the peak, too, although the main event uh, did grow viewership back up for the MGF and Dante Martin match. Um, but right after the match was over with, uh, total viewership goes down to 855,000. Uh, The demo goes down from 418 to 348, which I believe is a 17% decline from quarter to quarter in both of those metrics. So this reminds me of what happened last week where you had, it wasn't quite to this degree. I believe it was, oh, what was it? For for the Punk and and MJF segments that opened the show last week, uh, the audience after those two segments last week were, were all done. The audience declined 12% in total viewership, 11% in the demo. So I wonder if, if it's the best idea to sort of front load these shows with the most anticipated segments of the program, allowing viewers to, to tune out. Um, I, I, now I know it was an hour-long match, and they probably didn't want to put it on you know, in, in, in Q4 or something like that and sort of telegraph that this is going to be an hour-long match. When you've delivered everything else that was advertised in the first forty-five minutes or whatever it would be, um, but just it's two examples on on consecutive weeks where probably the the most anticipated thing on the program happened, and then you had more than ten percent, maybe as much as you know seventeen percent of your audience tune out.
1: It's also interesting just looking at at the pattern this week that you know th- this was always something that was said about. Iron Man matches when, when they would try them out on television was you're pretty much telling your audience, well, show back, come back for the final 10 minutes, and that that's going to be your peak number. This was not advertised as a 60-minute match, and yet we saw that that swelling at the end of at least a percentage of your audience that I, I think at least had an awareness that the show was going on, and as well for the main event. like It seemed like there was an interest in MJF in the main event when you got a little bit of a bump there for your main event segment.
2: Yeah, that's true. Um we can say too that uh I have a little bit of minute by minute information that we know that the the peak was in total viewership for at 9:04 which is right at the very end. I believe this this match ended about 9:05. Uh 1.2 million viewers, uh 1,206,000 was the absolute peak for this this program uh and then it peaked in the demo. Uh at eight fifty nine, with four hundred seventy six thousand viewers, which I believe translates to a to a point three six in the in the demo. Let me just make sure I've got that uh, math correct. That is a, that is a 0.36 in the demo for 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 one minute. Again, this did a 0.31 in the demo uh, overall. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if uh, as far as the main event, if I fire MGF, uh, maybe I'd be tweeting about how how <laughs> I I recovered, I saved dynamite.
0: do do you expect much variation with when the uh, dvr numbers come out
2: i don't know i I never really see dvr numbers i know know everybody's excited about how i revealed the dvr numbers a couple weeks ago but it's not something i get on a recurring basis um would love to but um whatever the usual percentages for dvr in, in this uh in this era where the west coast is being affected i would imagine it's a standard percentage i don't see why it would be higher or lower. Maybe winter is coming, a special episode. Maybe people went further out of their way to watch it on DVR. If they missed it, this is a theory that I could imagine.
1: I was also going to add that uh, here in Canada, uh, where the show aired on on TSN2, uh, the numbers were down from the week before. In in total viewers, they did just over 132,000 viewers. And in the the demo that's measured here the most twenty five to fifty four they did seventy thousand two hundred. It wasn't the most competitive night for sports broadcasts, but they were second in viewers to the NHL game and between Chicago and Washington, and they beat the NHL game in the twenty five to fifty four demo. So again, it wasn't the the craziest night of sports, but uh, in in the demo here in Canada, they actually did beat the NHL game, and that's with numbers that were down. They were down thirteen percent in viewers this week from uh, the week prior. So uh, probably many different conclusions y- you can make. Uh, we don't have as thorough a breakdown of kind of Canada to see how that that first hour performed compared to the second. But I would say overall, Brandon, that if you were going in uh, as AEW with the idea of experimenting with a sixty-minute match, I think you would come out of this with the idea that this is something we can present to our audience and they will they they will accept it, and it would be an experiment to. Certainly, try again down the road when you have the
2: right, the right match, the right scenario to do it. Yeah, I, I think they have an audience that that loves wrestling of a of a you know that is thought thought to be great, high quality wrestling, which is the kind of thing that Brian Danielson and Adam Page provided. Um, but yeah, as, as far as this was, this is definitely a disappointing rating, and I think you can look at this and be like, oh no, this was a bad rating. What should they do? And and I don't know that this is a, a situation that calls for a quick fix or hot shotting something. I think other wrestling organizations with less discipline might try to do something real quick to fix the rating, but I think that would, that would sort of be, that would be penny wise And that would, I think the thing to do is the same thing you do at all times is to continue to try to build stars and tell stories that people will care about and will want to tune in for. Um, even though this number was disappointing and maybe there has been some lessening interest in in AEW after the peak that that centered around the debuts of CM Punk and Brian Danielson uh, in August and September.
1: And way, what do you think is going to mean more next week, uh, Sting wrestling in the Greensboro Coliseum or the contents of Adam Cole's mystery box because we have seen people love surprises. For me it's the box,
0: you know. <laughs> what's in the box? I need to know. Uh, but the combinations of those two, I I, I look forward to the quarter-hour breakdowns for that.
1: All right, let's let's uh, let's move on because uh, New Japan and NOAA have released their card for January the 8th. And um, if you were hoping for a card of like these dream singles encounters, um, I, I think you would be left wanting after this. It's going to be highlighted uh, by Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada teaming up against Kaito Kiyomiya and Keijimuto. And I would say if you are... A Mia fan out there, I don't know. There might be a target on this guy's back uh, for the fall in this match, but we shall see. Uh, plus a 10-man all-star tag with LIJ members Shingo Takagi, Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, Hiromu, and Bushi against uh, GHC heavyweight champion Ketsuhiko Nakajima, Keno, Manabu Soya, Tarasuke, and Alicia in our 10-man tag. Two singles matches on this card. Uh, we won't go through all of the matches here, um, but I would say, way that if you were looking at this, it seems like you can see the outline here. We have 11 matches. I would venture to guess that they are going to split five each until we get to the main event. And I think in most of this tag, these tags, uh, you can see the guy that is designated to take the fall. So I can see some being underwhelmed by this. While at the same time, uh, if you're into the idea of just seeing an interpromotional card, um, th- there could be some good wrestling on this show. But I... I'll be curious to see what kind of level of interest there is, especially from a Western audience that is sort of uh, going into this with that novelty factor.
0: You know, I I think there's certainly been a a good level of buzz around Noah as certainly a a – A more interesting alternative over the past year or so to New Japan Pro Wrestling, which has become very stale. I think when they announced this card, um, a lot of people were looking for this to be the exact remedy that we've been asking for from New Japan for a long, long time in freshening up the roster, freshening up the matches. Um, And the addition of, you know, this being a dome show, I I think you really can't blame the audience for thinking that they were going to put a lot more, you know, attractive matchups than what really feels like. You know, a Corco and all show like a really glorified, you know, uh, like kind of I don't want to say B-level show. But when you think of a dome, you, you think of your dream matches. And I can't say, you know, to uh, an outsider like myself that there's anything dream match level out there. There will, might be dream ma- match level interactions, but um, it seems like it's either, you know, maybe a limitation based off of political reasons or maybe they're building to something bigger down the road.
1: What what would you say Brandon as you're looking uh you know New Japan is doing these, these two cards at the Tokyo Dome and then this Yokohama Arena show and that and it's a, and it's a packed week of of shows. I'm um, I'm curious to see like how significant these these three Wrestle Kingdom events uh, land for viewers that have a lot of options that week. You're going to have the big uh TBS debut for Dynamite, the Battle of the Belt special. Um there, there's a lot going on that week and New Japan is, I, I think, at a, at a point now where they're hoping that this is kind of a, a shot in the arm for their overall interest, and and seeing where this will rank with past Wrestle Kingdoms in
2: terms of general buzz. And if I have this right, this is a pay per view, right? This is not. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, that's that's, part that's of a great point. This is this is a pay per view card that you have to wait a week to get
1: if you're a New Japan World or Wrestle Universe subscriber. So you have to pay extra for this card.
2: And the fact that they. The reasons why I think people are finding this underwhelming, right? Because it's branded as a Wrestle Kingdom. This is the third yes. Wrestle Kingdom card <laughs> of January, um, and it's a it's a lot of tags, and it looks like people are trying to get out of doing jobs. Um, a lot of the reaction I'm seeing, at least from from Western fans, English speaking fans, um, our, our our friend Alan Forel, uh, com- comparing the you know a- asking these these guys if they think what do you think you're Brody or Anoki at, at the table, refusing <laughs> to do jobs, um, so yeah. It's so it's Yokohama Arena, right? Yep. So, and I was just asking, like, what's what's the latest uh, percentage of capacity that's being allowed in Japan? Maybe it's like fifty percent, if that sounds right. So we'll see if this if this draws the the, the capacity, whatever capacity they're allowed to have. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an underwhelming card for at least for for fans who are expecting a lineup of singles matches.
1: We'll continue to uh, move on. Today is actually a a notable day for AEW. They're putting tickets on sale for for a bunch of upcoming TVs, uh, but the big one is for Revolution. That is taking place in Orlando on March the 6th, and they're making a a big weekend out of this, which I'm thinking, Brandon, is going to be the goal for all of these pay-per-views, is to kind of piggyback a fan fest and a rampage with them, uh, but also running a venue that... um, you know, it was estimated that will likely be scaled in the neighborhood of like sixty five hundred or so tickets, which I would think AEW the demand for a pay per view is going to blow past that figure.
2: Yeah, I mean they'll they'll get the most out of it in terms of doing what, like you said, probably a rampage, a fan fest the day before. Um, as I always bring up, when when you, whenever you can run back to back. Uh, two days or two events in the same venue you're saving a lot of expense so you're making the whole trip more profitable that way than if you were tearing down loading up and going to another town um so yeah we'll, we'll see i imagine these will go pretty quickly right and in in one way well you're not selling as my, as many tickets as, as you could probably get demand for this for a pay-per-view in orlando although you are going to florida a lot here right it's not as if but but then again jacksonville and I don't know. Have they? I don't think they've ran anywhere too close to Orlando yet, if I'm remembering right. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, you're keeping the hopefully for their sake the the run of shows that sell quickly, and sell out quickly for pay per views. Uh, keep that going.
1: You also have to know that uh, regardless of what happens with case numbers. I would peg that this event being in any jeopardy come March would be, would be about 0% in Florida that I think this event will go forward uh, no matter where the 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 United States what what uh what uh, precautions are, are necessary or not uh, come March. So anyway, it it should be I I imagine this is going to be a tough ticket to to come by just given the uh the limited number that are there. Friday night SmackDown tonight. This is actually the last SmackDown taping of the year because they're taping two shows in Chicago tonight at the Allstate Arena uh, with tonight's show built around the return of Roman Reigns, who took one week off. So we get to build a whole return around tonight uh, to react to Paul Heyman's interaction with Brock Lesnar last week. That is all that has been announced thus far. Then they're going to tape the Christmas Eve edition of SmackDown before doing a best of on New Year's Eve. So that is going to be the, the end of the year for SmackDown, way.
0: Sounds a bit typical in that um, they they probably are figuring out at this moment um, what else is going to be on the show other than Roman Reigns making his return. So,
1: but but they'll probably have a whole card to announce for the following week. They can't make any changes to next week. They've <laughs> got to have it locked in.
0: That is correct. Yeah, that'll be different. And we we'll await to see what sort of uh, miracle on thirty uh, fourth Christmas oh. Street match that we'll get. Maybe the, uh, the
1: trick or street fight.
2: That's always Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. Uh, Sorry, that's that's the Halloween one that they do. Yes, right. Well,
2: uh, years past, like the Christmas itself was on the line in like a match involving Mark Henry. If he lost, there would be no Christmas.
1: yeah there there was the year that they ran over santa claus with a car as mm-hmm. i recall did he did that not happen on a uh on a, on a christmas themed episode i remember they ran over santa with a car um
2: one Fair year enough. i i think he made it well, though i think say there's not enough high stakes in WWE, and they'll, they they put christmas on the line
1: that's it what, what's the latest with the new year's eve show is that live no no they're just doing a best of show that night for, oh, for smackdown right. so um unless uh rampage because rampage the following week they're not running on christmas eve they're going to run on christmas night that's the greensboro taping the following week as of now they are supposed to do a rampage on new year's eve unless they move it to saturday which would be interesting because there's a wwe pay-per-view that night but um yeah we we shall see what rampage's full holiday schedule is going to entail but tonight they've got Adam Cole, the young bucks and Bobby fish against the best friends of Trent, Chuck Taylor, orange Cassidy and Rocky Romero, Eddie Kingston, Lucha brothers, Santana and Ortiz against 2.0, Daniel Garcia and TBA, um, Ty Conti, Penelope Ford submission match, the return of Dan Lambert as well on tonight's rampage episode. What would you assess of this lineup way? Uh,
0: Honestly, I mean, you know, we're getting a little bit more than usual. I suppose if you count Dan Lambert as something that's a bit extra, but uh, I would say a pretty standard, fair rampage. You know, um, multi-man matches. The only singles match is this submission match, which the addition of a stipulation um, at least makes it somewhat more interesting. But in terms of interest, I don't necessarily see this being the uh, you know attention seeker that maybe last last week was.
1: Yeah. Brandon, in terms of just the the overall approach to, to r- rampage, did you have any like kind of conclusions after you did like put out that that DVR data and seeing the numbers attached to rampage? Like, I think that's what you weigh is how much do you stock up on a Friday versus the understanding that uh, it's it's a night that's going to be. I, I just think that's going to be a really tough ask of your audience. That maybe this this is kind of how you stack it, and it's it's kind of a clear delineation of your number one and number two shows.
2: Yeah, I think it's becoming that. I, I, I figured when this show was announced that it, this would eventually become a decisive B show. And it had a really strong opening few weeks, most especially with the, the debut of CM Punk, which did a monster rating over, I think it was like 1.1 1. 1 million viewers. I haven't looked at it in a minute, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's really settling back down to half a million viewers, about half of that in the demo. People are still catching up on it on, on DVR more so than any any wrestling show on television. Um, but it's in AEW's interest to continue, even though, yeah, it's in a bad time slot, Friday at 10. It's, it's in AEW's interest to continue to try to make this a strong show because there will be a, a day when they have to renew their TV rights. And it would be great to have an extra hour or maybe even another program that you can turn into a two hour show that they could sell to really help them increase their, their TV rights compensation, uh, which is something that we saw uh, WWE do an excellent job of in in 2018 with their new deals that they're currently being paid under where they split off SmackDown and SmackDown was really a B show in like 2015. And then they split the brands and they strengthened the ratings of, of SmackDown and there. They're getting paid a lot more money because of that than they would otherwise.
0: Do you have any thoughts on, uh, you know, uh, the rampage number from last week? I know a lot of people are asking you about specifically the impact Hook may have had or may not have had for the numbers. Yes. Uh, I,
2: I have quarter hours for Hook. Pro Wrestling uh, T's number one sub. There it is. Hook. Yes. Yes. A, a great detail I was not aware of. I heard you guys talk about it the other the other day. Uh, the hook. The hook number. Uh, pr- pretty average. I mean, the, if anything, as you can see, I put the dotted lines there, which show you this is what the four the last four weeks would tell us about how this program trends across its hour and uh cook was in q3 right Hook cook squashes fuego mm-hmm. gives him the red rum was in q3 uh and it it it, un, it underperformed along with i get the following quarter so it's not like this popped a rating but it wasn't way under uh but it wasn't a, a big big deal it i know the the video on youtube did especially well um but but this is not a huge number or anything. Uh, I think if, if I look at the, there's further demos that are that the, the people who subscribe to the Patreon, uh, for WrestleNomics can see. And if I just pull this up so I can read it off here, if you, if you really wanted to, to craft a pro hook narrative, you could say that in hooks quarter Q3, uh, the female audience ages 18 to 49 did increase by 16% from the prior core. So hmm. the, the hook, maybe, maybe is a draw, to the women
1: there you go i mean it's a pretty blank t-shirt that he has out there and all of these stats can just uh, accumulate with each upcoming edition on, on the back of that that hook t-shirt i know
2: and, and uh, about rampage too I, we were talking earlier about how canada uh these these WWE shows for canada may be postponed there was some hype that there was supposed to be an announcement about the owen tournament on dynamite and then nothing was said about it right Right, um, I'm hearing, and maybe there will be some information about that uh, revealed on Rampage tonight. Interesting. All right. uh,
0: we have a couple super chat questions. If you uh, wouldn't mind sticking around for a little bit, Brandon, sure. Jamie Stalker pledges five pounds. So thank you very much for that, Jamie. He says, being from British the UK, pound. it, British pounds. Being from the UK, it's hard to judge. But is AEW still being seen as a good draw for advertisers with a lower demo, etc.?
2: And what can pull it up? I mean, ad rates are are not something that I know the numbers of, but I, I guess I th- I think that WWE's or AEW's demo rating is pretty close to what Raw's rating is. It's d- decisively lower uh, on on just about every occasion in the same week, except for those two weeks in September when Dynamite had a slightly virtually tied demo rating with with Raw. Um, people can bring up the. The Domino's pizza thing, where you got Nick Gage slicing somebody's head open with a pizza cutter, while on the other half of the screen, Domino's is trying to sell pizza. Um, was that really a big deal? It was certainly something that that uh, there were some articles about in in, in mainstream press. Uh, State Farm was a was a title ad- sponsor
0: for uh, Winter yeah. Is Coming, so
1: State Farm's a main advertiser for them. Like that's uh, you know that's, yeah, they have been it, for a while. Yeah, uh, as well. I mean, you always bring up this point, Brandon. And it's a great one. Is that when you look at, uh, regardless of like where your figures are year over year, it's like Wednesday Night Show was still f- fifth for the night among among cable programs. It was only behind the NBA in males, eighteen to forty nine. So, I mean, that to me is a uh, a strong argument in its favor. And I would say the same for Raw. That even when we see it falling, it's this is not a show that is falling out of the top ten anytime soon on Monday nights and non-football season, it's going to be right near the top of that list.
2: Yeah. It's it's very easy to study these numbers and thank God we have showbiz daily back after it's several month hiatus. It's really easy to get lost in, in the internal trends of these numbers where you know, in the case of Raj, just because it has a long history, we know that it's, it's down into the right. Um, and, and now AEW is well down from where it was a couple months ago. Um, but as you said, it's still ranking highly and that's what makes these shows valuable. Even if their ratings decline a lot over a couple of years, if they're ranking highly among other programming generally, which they are dynamite ranked number five among cable originals uh, on Wednesday raw ranked, I believe number six among cable originals on Monday. And if Monday night football wasn't in the way, they probably would have ranked number one. Um, so that's what makes them as valuable as they are. They're they're among the most popular programs on cable in that 18 to 49 demo. And that's why they're probably going to continue to get paid very well uh, for the foreseeable future for that.
0: We got one more from Carl Crosley who also pledges – five British fans. He says, love the dead and the grass. And of course you can find all of that at Brandon Thurston and also at Russellnomics.com. How is it possible that WWE is still ahead of AEW in the ratings? AEW is by far the greater product slash better stories and matches. And I don't know if this is exactly a question, (laughs) not really one that we can really answer
2: in this space, but Uh, um, any, any thoughts? I think it's, especially in an online fan culture, right? This is, we have, I, I mean, I, I think it's easy to say that, well, people online are just, you know, they're hardcore and they don't re- represent the reality. I think that's increasingly n- not the case. Everybody increasingly has access to the internet and has access to these communities and, and all this information that's, that's related here, whether it's good information or bad. Um, but there's still a lot of people who they know WWE and WWE is, is this brand that has dominated the wrestling space as much as they, as they've tried to brand themselves as something other than wrestling. It's this brand that has dominated the wrestling space on a global level. And, and including in the U S we're talking about U S ratings here, but, but it's dominated the wrestling space for, for 20 years, uh, since 2001. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a program that people have, uh, the Ron Smackdown are programs that people have watched and, and have, have, they've made a habit out of watching for a long time. And, um, Watching other people's fandom play out in front of me, I think, I don't, even if the storylines, the product is not very good sometimes in in my opinion or anybody's opinion, there's still a lot of people who, who are very emotionally attached to the personalities, whether or not what happens on screen with those personalities is, is redeeming or not. Uh, There are people who are big fans of Roman Reigns. And when he hoists that title, acknowledge him and so forth. (laughs) Um, And
1: and, yeah, and like the final point on that as well is that it always comes up about why why that eighteen to forty nine demo is so coveted, and it's the idea that like your older viewership, it's, it's very hard for advertisers to change people's habits, and that would certainly extend to if you're a lifelong wwe fan i mean that is an audience AEW is is never going to unseat wwe and not not for this generation and that's that's the wrestling they know that's the wrestling that they are going to watch and it's it's going to be very hard like that's going to make the difference in overall viewership every time out when you're when you're comparing the two and it's also wwe has a lead up on in their female viewership as well so i mean it's it's very difficult, I think to, to switch habits, especially when you're talking about the audience, that's going to, um, weigh that, that scale to, to one side each week when it comes to total viewership.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's WB has a lot more viewers who are older. I mean, the, the, the difference is the composition of the audience. As far as I can see is that WB has an older audience. Uh, more viewers who are older are watching WB, more viewers who are women are watching WB, uh, more viewers who are people of color are watching WB. Um, clearly aw has those groups as much as as well but not as not in, in as much of a percentage um so yeah that's but the that's the, the the age factor is why we see 18 and 49 very close but total viewership is far further apart
1: brandon uh what is coming up this sunday on the show and where can people get their fix of wrestlenomics on a daily basis
2: you can go to WrestleLomics.com, which is on the screen, and you, you'll find all the links and all the information that you need to know. Um, we'll have a podcast this Sunday. I think it's going to be an early live stream, if, you, if you're used to watching it live, uh, with, with Chris Gullo. We'll be on YouTube, and then we'll, we will be on the post-wrestling podcast feed later on Sunday night, as well as the dedicated WrestleLomics radio podcast feed. Um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I haven't put the other slides yet, but uh, it'll be something, surely. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, ho- the, the hook effect, mm-hmm. winter is coming. I mean, you, you have plenty to, uh, I'm sure, to, to dive into. A, a must-listen every week uh, with WrestleNomics Radio. He also does uh, lives, live ratings chats uh, right. through, throughout the week. Check out all of it. Uh, every, Thursday,
2: every Thursday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern on the WrestleNomics YouTube channel, I do live, rating, live TV ratings talk, and I just did it last night. So if you want even more of this uh, while you're on YouTube here, you can find the WrestleNomics YouTube channel. There's, there is a live stream that I did last night. There
1: you go. If there is one man that is going to take us into the era of second-by-second second breakdowns, it will be Brandon Thurston. So make sure you're on you're on the ground floor right now, so you are prepared when we when we break down the minutia into little atoms uh, as we uh, analyze every every second of, of intake of pro wrestling. What gestures are the most over? How over would the Rock's eyebrow be if we could have numbers to attach mm-hmm. to that said movement uh, when mm-hmm. he walked out back in 1999?
2: Uh, Brandon. Sorry, draw. That's
0: what. You're <laughs> hey, Thank very you. very quickly, uh, before we, we say goodbye to Brandon, I uh, just wanted to say a new edition of the Nubian Wrestling Advocates comes out this weekend on the Post Wrestling Free Feed, as well on the Cafe feed. We have a new edition of Postmarks talking about our favorite caller, Hanzi. Oh, so wow. Check that out if you're a Post Wrestling Cafe patron or if you even just want to stream that for, live for free, or uh, for free, I mean, uh, postwrestlingcafe.com.
1: Check out all of that at postreson.com. Way and I are live tonight, 1115 Eastern for all patrons with Rewind to SmackDown. We will go through uh the first two hours in Chicago, rampage, taking your calls, all of that great stuff. A big thank you to Brandon Thurston for joining us and have a great weekend.